Hello and welcome to the Zoho CRM podcast. Today we have Chris Kiyadi, founder of Atlanta Fresh Start and a proud Zoho marketing affiliate. Welcome, Chris. How are you feeling about being on the show with us today? I am feeling great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. Um, you know, I just hope that I can uh, contribute in a positive way to your, to your podcast. And Absolutely. I'm to really looking forward to it. Great. <laughs> Brilliant. So why don't we start off with you telling us a bit about yourself, your business and your professional journey so far? Well, sure, sure. Um, you know, originally I was, uh, well, actually I was born in West Africa and I came to the United States, uh, particularly like the Northeastern United States and to a city called Erie, Pennsylvania in the fourth grade and area is very close to the Canadian border. So it's really up there in the northeastern part of the United States. And, you know, you can actually say that my business life um, began not too long after then. Um, like in it's like the fifth grade, I began selling newspaper subscriptions. So, you know, today it's, you know, it's rare. But back then it was pretty much the way you received your, your newspaper was a newspaper person, especially in that part of the United States would kind of deliver it to you you know they would like throw it on your driveway you go out there and pick it up so yeah we still have you that know, you... in india as well like oh nice nice yeah very cool yeah i, mean, I, don't, I don't see it too much down here uh in georgia it's very rare but uh, it, it you know it, it was a norm you know back back then so um that's pretty much where you could say my, my business life started because i was in a pursuit of a mountain bike and you know mm -hmm. the mountain bike was kind of like you know kids you know you kind of have like the bmx which was like for like the kids those like the sport bikes and then you had like the 10 speed bikes which were like for like the the, the older kids but then like in between yeah. there was a hybrid known, known as a mountain bike which is like an all-terrain bike and i really wanted one so my mom you know she she was old school she was like if you want it you know you have to save up your money selling newspaper subscriptions going door to door seeing if they had the paper i think it was like the airy daily chronicle or something like that and mm -hmm. um try to sell them a, a newspaper subscription because being in the fifth grade, I was too young to actually deliver yeah. it. And sometimes it got dark early. So best I could do was to, you know, was to go ahead and sell the subscription. So I did that and um, sold enough to where I could get the mountain bike. So now that I got a mountain bike, um, I could actually start, and this was going into the sixth grade, I could actually start, you know, my, my paper route, which, which I did. And at that time, since I had the bike, my next pursuit, and this kind of ties in, you know, to where, where I am now was to get a computer. I wanted a PC. And at that time, uh, the computer of choice was a, what was known as a Commodore 64, um, which was like the entry level model and then a Commodore 128D. And the cool thing about the Commodore 64 was that you could actually write if then statements. You could, you know, you, you could code on it. And you could actually write computer programs. So this is like the fifth and sixth grade, you know, going in, wow. in, into the sixth grade. And I was just yeah, fascinated. So you kept yourself newer goals. And that's where yeah, you exactly. kept climbing. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Exactly. So I got the route. I, I got the computer. I began writing, you know, uh, computer programs back then. Uh, fell in love with it. Um, at school, uh, me and a young lady called, young girl called Katie, I think we we're the only two on there. We started um, the school newsletter. I think there's like a program called print okay. shops leadership roles in school is a whole game changer oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah um and you know and i had a blast so i was really really into it um into, into computers back then however 
at the school that I attended, they had great programs for that. It was a private school, a Catholic school. And I was fortunate, you know, to go there for, for two years, but it got to the point to where the tuition became very hard for, you know, my, my mom, that in addition to my oh, older yeah. sister was entering, yeah, was entering college. So, you know, the tuition was tough. Sister had to go off to college. So I transitioned from that private school, um, that Catholic school to a public school. And you talk about the culture shock. That was like, you know, yeah. imagine you watch the movie where the kid gets dropped off first day of school and he looks up and it's kind of like, he's like, oh my goodness. Daunting, where, where exactly. <laughs> Everything <Yeah>. is daunting. It was completely different, you know? And yeah. um, that was like seventh grade at that time. I went through a growth spurt. So trying to fit in with the peers and, you know, didn't want to be the you know kid that was all geeked out in computers or whatever. I got into sports, you know, I was the largest size guys, you know, kid at the time. So, you know, everybody's like, get into sports, play football, play football, which, you know, football, you know, to me is soccer, but, you know, I was in the right. state. So football was, you know, was American football. So, mm -hmm. you know, kind of left the computer world, you know, did that, but all through my, my, my young life, I was always into, you know, ways of, you know, I was always entrepreneurial minded, trying things, selling baseball cards, you know, selling marbles. Yeah. I remember back home in Africa, we used to, I used to love playing marbles, used to sell and trade marbles, you know. So mm -hmm. um, always, always did that. And, you know, transitioned to a young adult, uh, went into a couple different industries, retail, entertainment, events, promotions, um, had a stint in mm -hmm. real estate um, yeah. and mortgage finance, and then finally ended up where I am right now. Um, uh, which is the home services sector. You can tell us more about Atlanta's fresh start, like how it started and, you know, what motivated you to get started with Atlanta and what uh, what Atlanta offers. Yeah, sure. Um, Atlanta Fresh Start uh, started back in 2004. How it started was, it, again, it's a home services business. So I was actually in the industry working for another company um, as a field technician. And then from a field technician, I got brought into the office, uh, became the office manager and kind of you know did well you know uh did, did you know it worked out well however there was a little you know falling out between myself and, and the owner and for what it's worth uh i just decided hey you know i'm gonna start my own business um and compete with you <laughs> you know so that was my motivation for starting my own company actually, I'll be honest with you. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So uh, and that's and that's where uh, Atlanta Fresh Start started. So we're in the home services. So take the guys that come out, the roof, the plumbing, the painting, the remodeling, things, things, things of that nature. Um, that right there uh, is, is the industry. It's very commoditized, and at the time, it was pretty much I didn't have any type of business training, so it was yeah. mainly driven off ambition and, and energy, you know, ready, fire, aim type of mentality, and I jumped into it. However, my failure and what I actually did wrong was I was looking around at other businesses at their models and pretty much, you know, following their models. And the same goes in the land of the blind, the one that man is king. So everybody was price driven, was, you know, I got the lowest prices and that, whatever. So I thought that was the way to go. So I was doing that. And I scaled up the business based on that model, which in hindsight, in which I came to a point to where I realized that's unsustainable because we didn't have any margins. You know, so you barely have enough profit to reinvest back into the business. The margins weren't weren't there. It was kind of like the race to the bottom, you know. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, um, I came across a business coach, a man by the yeah. name of Howard Partridge in Houston, Texas. And how, you know, I, I, 
forever grateful to him. And he okay. actually, this was the first main shift in my business life. He actually did a mindset change. He, he made me, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, he, he gave me the mindset to where I could decommoditize my, my business and position myself in the marketplace above the freight. I'm like, how is that possible? Everybody sees what we do as the same. They just care about price. He was like, no, no, no. So he taught me and trained me that there's a hierarchy as far as what people or certain segments of the consumer base value. And price isn't always number one on everybody's list. And there are exactly. customers out there, mm -hmm. yeah, who are willing to pay more or pay a premium for the same service, for the same service, giving you the business owner better margins, but you have to deliver um, and over deliver on the things that matter to them. And one of those just mm -hmm. experience. Yeah, experience all the way. I know, <laughs> pretty neat. Yeah. And it makes me all the more curious to know uh, about how technology made a solid entry into your business operation. Maybe you can tell us more uh, about a situation that brought about the aha moment. Sure, of course. So in 2016, I uh, was at a conference, a marketing conference um, in Jacksonville for this group called GKIC. And during one of the breakout sessions, there was a gentleman named Mike Capuzzi with his business partner, Ben McClure, and they had this system that they were um, given as a business opportunity. And it was a system that was catered towards two types of businesses, brick and mortar business owners. You know, this means you have a business where customers or patients or students come into your place of business or face-to-face um, -face business owners. And, you know, they, they showed me how to look at business differently from using information first, you know, as marketing. But the main thing was the follow-up, was the follow-up system and to go multi-channel and um, multi-channel, multi-step, you know, you know, follow-up. So they gave you the framework, the blueprint, the checklist, the assets to use, and they really prioritized data getting full contact information so you could do multi-channel follow-up both online and offline so um I, I went through the presentation went went through the the course implemented it in my business and it became a total windfall now their system required automate okay. a lot of the follow-up um right. but if, for me at that point i said you know what let me let me test out this methodology. Let me go ahead and test out this methodology. So I did it using spreadsheets, whiteboards, you know, mm -hmm. kind of more of an analog method. I said, let me do it this way to make sure it works before I bring technology in and merge the technology with the methodology. And it ended up being a windfall. So I brought mm -hmm. the technology on, and the first piece of technology that I used was primarily a marketing automation platform. You know, so it kind of served, it kind of, it helped me with the follow-up and it helped me with the automation. And of course I could put contact records in there. So it served as a database, um, yeah. but it was primarily geared towards folks who lived online and sold digital products. So it wasn't a full mm -hmm. suite for a business yeah. owner. It was primarily for folks who marketed online. So that was my first intro, right. you know, into, into market mar mar automation and, and technology. Amazing, amazing. Uh, how about CRM? Uh, when did you recognize the need for one and how? Okay. Um, so I use this market automation platform as my database, as my CRM, um, mm -hmm. even though it wasn't a true CRM for some time until I hit a brick wall. You know, again, this system, this follow-up system was working so well that we were getting a lot of leads and prospects. I was getting a lot of leads and prospects that I had to follow up on. 
And because my quoting or estimate system was over here, my email system was done over here, my you know, my follow-up was was done over here, my campaigns were over here. I had all these de desperate systems out there, and there was I was hitting a delay. Um, and mm -hmm. folks weren't being followed up with, you know, with their with yeah. their inquiries or their requests as fast as possible. And that was impacting right. the customer experience. So mm -hmm. I have this lit, this litmus test that I that I you know created um is that you know technology has for me to bring on technology has to check off one of three boxes the more boxes it checks off the better it is and that's it is this technology or is this thing going to generate revenue that's number one number yeah. number two is it going to enhance or improve the experience that the consumer or the public has with my brand you know their engagement their interaction is it going to better that and then number three is it going to give me a competitive advantage so mm -hmm. I realize and what that, do you define as a competitive advantage? Is it just more revenue, or is it also oh, uh, something overall like a brand uh, awareness? Oh, oh no, uh, you know, I mean, revenue is one. Uh, brand awareness and brand experience is two, and competitive advantage is 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 three. So, like for me, let's say in my industry, one of one of the things that gave me a competitive advantage was the was speed. You know, able to yeah. to follow up and to respond. I was dealing with which is which is primarily real estate agents. One of the reasons folks um, have or vendors or service providers, um, um, one of the areas where they fail primarily with real estate agents is lack of communication. You know, right. um, because they fail to to empathize with the life of a real estate agent, which is really heavy on. I need this person to do this on this date. This thing to happen on this date. They have a lot of moving pieces. So if you work with a real estate agent, if you are mindful of that, um, that's a failure in, the, in their eyes. So me understanding how important that was and me having the systems in place to when if they send me a referral uh, uh, or a lead that needed to quote an estimate, we have the technology systems in place to, to follow up on that fast. If they send me an email or they fill out a web form, we get that immediately on our mobile device. We can turn around that, that inquiry pretty fast. That gives me a competitive advantage. And that's not me guessing. Yeah. That's agent. Yeah, omnichannel is yeah. the need of the hour. Yeah, it definitely mm -hmm. is. And uh, when it comes to Atlanta uh, Fresh Start, uh, what are the industries that you actually work with? I know it's it's services, but could you like you know tell us the top uh, industry? So it's real estate and what else? It's real estate. It's real estate. It's real estate. <laughs> that's, oh. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yes. I mean um, uh, and, and that goes back to a strategic business decision because I made a decision many year, year, years ago. I came across this methodology that, okay, so you have the end user, the homeowner, who's going to be the end user beneficiary of your product or your service. However, wow. you can pay to have access to get your message in front of that homeowner, you know, through Google, through Facebook, through direct mail, through pay-per-click, you know, so you can get yeah. your message or advertising your marketing in front of them. You can pay for that. Or or you can build a relationship with, I guess the modern term for now is it's influencers, but I call them strategic partners with those trusted advisors that they would go to for a referral to say, who do you know that does this or does that? Or if in our situation, because we work primarily with folks who are buying or selling their, their, their homes, they will proactively mention us because now mm -hmm. that homeowner is in the category of situation where they're selling their home to where they need these services provided. So, hey, don't bother going to Google. We already have a company. We, we, we know some folks are very good at work with us. So strategically, 
It was about getting in front of or building relationships with those people who have access to the market I want to serve. And there's no cost in that, you know, so mm -hmm. we're saving in cost of expense because I'm not paying for a bunch of advertising marketing. And the, the, the turnaround is very fast so versus a homeowner who may not need our services, but once every 18 to 24 months, a strategic partner like a realtor, they're always coming across customers and prospects and leads on a monthly basis. So you're, you're, you have your team, you have your prospects and you have realtors as well as, you know, your secondary prospects. So when it comes to, you know, everybody using this piece of technology and being bogged down by so many records and kind of like seeing plain views, uh, you know, usually the, the message or the, the feedback that CRMs get is that, you know, it's, it's so dull, like they kind of dread going back to CRM and kind of scrolling through things. <laughs> it's usually CRM, you know, the end of the month or the end of the quarter. And, you know, when people need some information and it's, it's never mm -hmm. a go-to uh, tool. So what has changed maybe with uh, your choice uh, when it comes to Zoho CRM? Zoho CRM is fun. I love, I love getting in, I love getting into CRM. I love playing with it. It's colorful. It's fun. It's like, it's like a playground. I mean, I like it. I can't speak for everybody. I enjoy it. Um, um, it it's a fun technology. And I think it kind of speaks to the people who actually build into the culture of, of the company. It's not stiff. It's not, you know, just this, nah, 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 you know, just this, this robotic thing. So, um, yeah. and I know from my experience that that you you find uh, you know pretty uh, innovative or what has changed uh, you know your outlook on using a CRM I've never had a bad outlook with CRM you know to okay. Okay. begin with but I would say what really separates Zoho away from the pack and this is not me as someone who just tried one and it came yeah. into another part of my story that goes back to 2016 was once I once I started with that first marketing automation platform, I, I began to teach myself MarTech, marketing technology, to, you know, to, to be a self-learner of MarTech, which incorporates CRM, DMPs, uh, ERPs, CDPs, you know, uh, sales tech. Um, they're thinking there's like 9,000, you know, companies out there right now. So, however, what I encountered was that for a small and micro business owner, there was there's no information out there. All the information, all the content is written out there is pretty much for enterprise level companies. So I was learning things at a very, very, you know, you know, high level. But one of the mm -hmm. things that I noticed, the conversations that I heard, which kind of made me see Zoho differently was there was always this conversation as far as these bifurcated or disparate systems that don't talk friendly, that don't integrate well. And they don't, they yeah. don't, they don't, the data doesn't pass through them seamlessly through sales, marketing, finance, HR. It was like all these separate databases. So one day I was out there in the field talking to someone about technology. He said, you ever heard of Zoho? I said, oh, he's all oh, giving a look. I said, okay, I'll give it a look. And again, at this time, I've heard all the conversations from an enterprise level, from a mid-market level, all the challenges they were, the CTOs were having with technology that these these systems don't talk well, that don't integrate, the sales folks don't want to use it. And then when I first came across the Zoho, I saw Zoho was saying, hey, our stuff is integrated. You know, we're moving data from, I was like, get out of here. Who does that? I said, Nobody's doing that. Everybody's complaining that that's not getting done. There's no way you guys can be doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, but that's that's what you, and I was like, oh, I, I got to get, and then I, I looked at it, I looked at the, the packages. I was like, let me give this a try. 
it, it blew me away. So did you start off with the, I mean, was your first product from Zoho CRM or was it something else? My first product from Zoho was with Zoho Books because that yeah, was nice. where my bottleneck was was in my business mm -hmm. because the turnaround time from quote estimate for a proposal there was a delay there and again that was impacting uh -huh. my customer experience so Definitely. and this ties into what i was just saying because yes. zoho was integrated mm -hmm. because zoho was integrated i was actually getting data and contact records into crm through zoho books oh, right exactly yeah more than 45 apps in fact so because I was like, okay, where's my bottleneck? What's going to move the needle? What's going to help my customer experience? I was like, okay, I need to turn around these quotes for proposals fast. If they need something updated, I need to be able to do it on the fly. You know, so versus before I would go out and do, you know, go out to a client's home, have to come back to the office, have to build it in this, on this spreadsheet, send it as an attachment here, attach this email there. I can leave a customer's house, go to a parking lot, whip out my phone in Zoho books and send it off to them in 10 minutes. And then that 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 customer information was already updated into CRM. So that was yeah. my entry into Yeah, I think software solutions should be a solution and you shouldn't be, you know, worrying about it. And that's where the success okay. lies, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So uh you were one of the few customers we approached when you know we we launched our uh, newest feature, Canvas. So could you tell us uh, about your experience and uh, what you loved about Canvas? Uh, Canvas, 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 Canvas Builder. Um, when I began to beta test Canvas, yeah, and saw what it could actually do. Right. Again, everybody knows it is what it is. It's it, it was it was just a game changer. It, it gave it gave me the ability. I didn't have a problem. There wasn't a really a problem that um it was solving because I didn't mind yeah. the interface because that's just what everybody you didn't was know, doing. Uh, the option existed for something like this. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right. So, mm -hmm. so for 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 instance, for the first module that I actually use Canvas on, let me let me let me just let me just give a, a quick example because I've used this in some of the meetups and some of the webinars on Canvas. Was that mm -hmm. when when it comes when it comes to data? Yeah. I see data as being a you know there are people who do things with data when they're in their CRM and then there's people who view data. And one day I was actually at it at the dentist. I was going through a, a procedure. And if you ever sat in a dentist chair or whatever. The technicians come in, you know, they're examining you, they're entering data into that interface. So that little screen they have, it has all those lines, it looks like a spreadsheet. They're entering data, entering data, entering data. And then the dentist comes in and he's just looking, he's just viewing the data. And there's only certain things that he needs to see to arrive at his question, his okay. inquiry, his conclusion, his, rec his, his recommendation. It's the same contact record, but one mm -hmm. person is doing things with data but the other person, why should the other person have to view that screen with all those fields and all this when they are doing nothing with the data? They just want to view the data. And I think that's, and I'm not, I think, I know that's where Canvas could benefit different people within an organization who who's going to interact with that contact record in a, in a different way. So for me, so there are modules in my, yeah, in my CRM to where I just need to enter in their, their, their stuff once. I don't need to go in there and enter in stuff and change and update on a daily basis, but there are things in there that I may want to see. When was the last oh. time this record was, was, was updated? When was the last time I received an inquiry or referral from this from this source? What mm -hmm. what are my what are my notes? What are my notes there? What was the last piece of marketing yeah. material I sent to? Yeah, to, data mm -hmm. availability is one and data visibility is another factor altogether. I like so the way you said I like, I like, Canvas, I like the way you, that you said that. 
Yeah, because like, you know, with Canvas, like even even for us personally uh, at Zoho, we we use our products right to to run run the show. And, uh, you know, me just checking out whether a customer is active or not, I, I probably just, you know, color that field in red and I know instantly they're inactive exactly. or, uh, you know, if it's green, it's active. So, you know, I just glance through a, that screen and I know. And uh, when it comes to real estate, I'm sure a picture can, you know, sell so much. Uh, you don't have to speak about exactly. it. So having exactly. the picture of the property right there, and uh, that is for your, you know, primary audience as well as your secondary audience. It, it truly, you know, kind of adds on to your sales pitch without you having to do much. So uh, that way, yeah, I'm I'm glad, you know, Canvas has uh, truly been that game changer uh, for uh, you and like so many other customers. Let's probably talk uh, about, uh, I mean, we did chat a bit earlier about how you've transitioned into becoming an affiliate for Zoho CRM. And you uh, mentioned you had grand plans for the future. So do we get to hear about that? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, for, fortunately, earlier uh, th this year, um, Jana, um, you know, Zoho has community groups. Uh, I'm a member of the Atlanta. I'm a member of the Atlanta user group as well as the Zoho real estate group. Um, and I'm okay. actually one of the panelists on the on the real estate group, along with two others, uh, Pete English and a, and a Sarah Sarah Beam. I think Sarah's been on your podcast, has an episode here on your podcast as well. And so, in being a part of that of that group, and not actually being a realtor, but being a service provider to realtors, um, and you know, I, I still want to contribute. So Zoho's a technology company, and that cohort or that segment in that user group are you know folks are in the real estate uh, industry. So let me go out there and see what's available and out there in the world of real estate technology, you know, so that I can contribute to the conversation, maybe on some topic recommendations to, to Jenna, you know, and things of that nature. So just in doing my, my due diligence to, you know, be a better member and contributor, you know, to, to the group, um, I noticed, you know, I came across all the other real, real estate solutions and, you know, real estate technology providers that were out there. And I just, I saw a great opportunity, especially with the rollout of Canvas, you know, for um, for Zoho to to be a problem solver, you know, to be a, a component. So I looked through all the features and the benefits that um, other service providers, you know, pro pro provided. And of course, mm -hmm. you know, Zoho just checked off on a lot, of, on a lot of, of the list. So I saw that and I said, well, certainly there's, you know, a, is one of the Zoho partners there. Are there any other features that come to mind that uh, you 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 truly value when it comes to those? Yeah, or you're just like, whew, I'm so glad it's on there. Oh, I mean, when it comes, you know, for features, and let me just um, let me just be a little bit clear here. When it comes to the real estate industry, you know, real estate industry, you know, encompasses the folks that do the finance, the folks that actually do the title, encompasses real estate investors, property managers. Um, but my focus is on residential real estate agents and primarily in okay. North America. So right. residential real estate, there's about 1.6 or 1.7 million residential real estate agents in North America. Um, and the real estate technology uh, uh, software companies um, catered you know, to, that, to, that, to that segment. So in looking over the features of the other software providers, for residential real estate agents. I mean, some of the features um, are things like, uh, what do we have here? Like your CRM, uh, your business intelligence, um, event yeah. management, because, you know, re, re, you know, real estate agents to have uh, 
friends and partner gatherings, you know, for their past yeah. clients, mm -hmm. whatever, for their vendors. Power dialer, you know, um, mm -hmm. is a great feature for a pro, pro, prospecting team communication, which is Zoho Click. IDX broker integration, which kind of takes like the listings, the homes, uh, the home information and actually pulls that into the CRM. Zoho has an IDX integration. Task organizer, um, virtual meetings uh, with with uh, meetings, uh, transaction management. Zoho has that with uh, blue blueprints. Of course, Zoho campaigns. Zoho just has a beta product now called Zoho landing page. Zoho's finance suite with Zoho books, workflow automations. E-Sign is very big, you know, signing documents. Zoho has that with E-Sign, I mean, with Zoho Sign, oh, yeah. plus now with Zoho mm -hmm. Contracts. Zoho Forms for lead, for lead generation. Real he definitely agents, are an all... evangelist. <laughs> he definitely are so, an evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zoho uh, for document storage with Zoho WorkDrive, SMS integration, visitor tracking with Sales IQ, deal and pipeline management. Zoho, you know, connect for that, for that intranet um you know so yeah yeah so uh, that's that's actually what i'm working on so what i'm working on and what mm -hmm. i have been working on is and that coincidentally today i'm actually going to an event um to where it's an event in atlanta every month to where people in the real estate industry get it together it's an evening event you know they talk and they allow vendor uh, opportunities so i'm just going there you know to just to talk to agents to see what their experience are with with real with real real estate technology what they like what they don't like because it's very very low adoption um yeah. uh, uh of real estate technology uh by residential real real estate agents and that failure to adopt so what is what is the roadblock like what what do you feel people are most uncomfortable with or oh. is, is there some some kind of inhibition when it comes to technology and what uh, what do you see as that solution to kind of befriend them with technology? Oh, as a matter of fact, it's funny you asked. I was actually writing a blog about that, you know, for for my forthcoming website. So there's there's this four primary ones. One, okay. um, they feel as if it's, it's too. Okay, let me preface this by saying this: if you want some for something to appeal to real estate agents, it has to be simple and visual. Those two words, okay. I cannot okay. stress them enough. Mm -hmm. Simple mm -hmm. and visual. Okay, so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll park that to the side. So the four main issues that I've discovered in the thousands of pages I've read and the hundreds of podcasts <laughs> I listen to, trust me, I, I see this stuff in my sleep. Number one, they yeah. say it's inflexible and, it, and it's too rigged. Okay, it's mm -hmm. inflexible mm -hmm. and it's too rigged. It's just too, it's too hard, hard, hard to use. Uh, number yeah. two, poor, poor integration. Um, it's their second mm -hmm. this, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about Zoho here. This is just their general complaints as far yeah. as why they don't use yeah, uh, yeah, they don't yeah. use re re real estate technology or integration. So mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, or misconceptions. Exactly. I like the way you said that. So let's say if they use a piece of software, which is very popular right now, which is called Boomtown. They need that, you know, their Boomtown to integrate with the CRM. They need their websites, their IDX, their information, their leads to integrate with this with the CRM. So poor integration is number two. Number three okay. is a painful learning curve. You know, and this is in no mm. part particular, part particular order. Um, that is, it's a painful learn, learning curve. And real estate agents, um, when it comes to like the disc personality types, if something is, you know, not to say, you know, if something just becomes too cumbersome, they'll just check out. Yeah. They'll be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. You know, they'll just right, check exactly. out. You know, and, and to a certain degree. It, Exactly, exactly. You know, and I could even be like that. 
Um, and, and, the last, and the last one is like expensive, you know, it's like some of these, yeah. you know, not Zoho, but a lot of these uh, providers out there, you know, I like the way Sridhar calls it, you know, called it in Austin at that fireside, he called it wallet fracking. You know, they will, they, will, they, will wallet, they will wallet frack you to the poorhouse, you know, they'll get right. you in at a certain dollar amount. But next thing you know, you're paying fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely and, buying into yeah. your revenue. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 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 Oh, so so mm -hmm. those those are the are the four main um more more four main um issues that that they that they that they that they have uh, inhibitions um, that they have as well yes when it comes to exactly but i really appreciate Great. the word but i really appreciate the word that you said miss 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 misconceptions because they yeah, are they're, they're daunted by technology because they think only exactly. that's available out there so part of what i'm doing now is, is understanding what those misconceptions are and forthcoming coming out with 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 content coming out with messaging to kind of proactively address that and dispels and dispel those misconceptions because they they truly are mm -hmm. so what about you switching industries and you know you you also had some other grand plans so maybe you can tell us about that well, you know, um, you know, as far as the current business that I'm in, you know, Atlanta Fresh Start, I've, I've got a great business partner. So primarily, I'm doing more of the administrative stuff, the back office stuff. Um, yeah. Although I do love getting out there, you know, in the field, you know, getting my my hands dirty because it's activity. You know, yeah. um, I exactly. I can't just sit behind a desk. I like getting That's out clean. there. I like getting mm -hmm. out in the sun. I like I like I like working. So I see myself forever doing that. Some guys that want to go play golf. God bless you. I'm not a golfer, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but you yes. know, um, but, um, you know, so for me, it's always going to be an activity that, that I do. And then starting my, um, you know, Aegis Mar Martech, which is my CRM and Martech consultancy has been something, as I mentioned before, that I, you know, fell in love with Martech back in 2016. And because I switched technology platforms and moved over to uh zoho uh in 2020 you know full full time in 2020 i've been able mm -hmm. to actually launch aegis martech you know that company right. and it, and because i have so much more time now it's giving me literally Amazing. more hours in my day to start that, this that second is, that business. is a huge value yeah. add like huge 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 value add um, yeah, it's allowed me to launch this, this other business. It's allowed me to return back to my to my mar to my martial arts practice. And you know, you know, taking a, a, a script from uh, from Sridhar, you know, Sridhar has this um, has this um, this philosophy that you start business in year negative five. You know, mm. with that my mindset, and I've bought into that hook, line, and sinker. And just in doing that, there's really no pressure to kind of hit the ball at the park right away. You know, so I'm calm, cool, and collective as I, you know, start Aegis Smart Martech, which is going to help to uh, present, you know, um, uh, Zoho as a real estate technology solution, you know, to the residential real estate agents. So there's no pressure, there's no hurry. You know, I'm having fun, um, very leisurely getting out there, talking to agents. You know, I feel, doing my, I feel my so research and, and peaceful listening to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are a goal in itself. <laughs> that is definitely a thing everyone wants to achieve. <laughs> and, you know, I really want to thank, you know, all the folks at Zoho because 
I said this in a separate interview, having nothing to do with technology. It was a completely different interview article here in right. Atlanta. And right. and I made the comment that, you know, in my I'm getting goosebumps even about to say it now, that once I entered into the world of Zoho, not just the technology, but meeting and, and engaging with the people there at Zoho completely changed my business life. The way I see business, it's fun. I'm in love with it. It's been a life-changing experience, you know, and, and, and just everybody from Latam, it, the young volumes lady. Because, yeah, we, we, we have a similar work culture. We, we love the work we do. And, you know, yeah. life couldn't have been happier. I think if you ask any employee, it's, it's, it's almost like uh, coming, coming away from, you know, reality into something make-believe. <laughs> because exactly. it's like, is this too good to be true? I have to pinch myself. So it's, exactly. it's very open and, you know, we communicate and, you know, we, we share ideas and it's, it's, it's super, it's super nice. So I think, I think a huge part of that is how happy we are as employees. And uh, that's what we want business to achieve. Like, you know, when, when you're, when the creator is happy, the receiver is happier because they're going to get the best. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, and, and it has totally rubbed, rubbed, rubbed off on me. And, um, and again, I really, really can't, you know, thank, thank you all enough for that. And, and, and just, you know, as, as an aside, you know, yeah. remember, keep, keep in point, I'm coming from the home services, blue collar, you know, labor intensive, you know, exactly. industry. And yeah. I'm, I'm switching to, uh, to start a technology consulting business, right? Yeah. Now, the only, so, you know, I, I, prior to Zoho, that was just something mm -hmm. just, just, just for me. I saw it as a challenge. Hey, that's going to be tough. It's going to be a hill, but it's going to be fun. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to limit my, 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 myself or my capabilities. But learning more about Zoho and the culture there, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. And, yeah. you know, listening to Sridhar and Raju and you guys, you know, like the Zoho Academy to where Zoho has committed to hiring a certain portion of his workforce from folks who, you know, from teaching them from, from who have no experience whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, exactly, exactly. Zoho schools. So here in, in, in the States, if I were to try to go through the traditional channels to become an affiliate or to open up a tech company, you know, I would have to have come, you know, have worked for a tech firm or have a marketing background, you know, some, yeah. some, something like that. But Everybody gets a challenge Zoho, Exactly. But ex exactly. Exactly. So when, 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 I, when I saw that and then you align that with the success, the 25 years plus of success that you guys have already had, I'm like, man, this is just it's 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 just like it just fell in my lap. I'm like, this this is perfect. You know, yeah, so, I mean, onwards uh, and upwards. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. 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 Let me apologize. I, you know, I get excited sometimes. I get to talk and rambling. Should 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 have warned you about this. Should have told you guys. Hey, if you're gonna interview, <laughs> no, it's like we just have a superb time chatting with you. So I I I love the emotions coming through, even though we're talking about tech. See, tech can be emotional, <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> so exactly. uh, yeah, and and I'm sure the listeners are gonna have a huge smile on their face when they hear this. So. Uh, you know, and we're going to keep that smile going. So we're going to have a short game. It's called Two Truths and a Lie. Do you know how it works? I'll, I'll, I'll kind of like, you know, uh, run you run you through the steps. It's very simple. I'll just state three facts from the industry and you uh, need to guess which one is a lie. 
right. So uh, it's basically three facts and I'll read them out and you can just take, uh, you know, after I read out the three, you can take your time and uh, think about which one uh, is is a lie. So you can just take a guess. Okay. It's it's pretty, I'm sure you'll get this right. It's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, super. Mm -hmm. So I, I just read out uh, the three statements and after that you can answer. So the first statement is that 91% of companies with 10 or more employees use a CRM. Okay, that's statement one. Statement two is uh, that the sales feature is the most preferred feature over ease of use when it comes to a CRM. Okay, the sales feature is apparently preferred over ease of use. Uh, and the third statement is that customer retention efforts increase profits by 40%. So these are the three statements. I'll repeat the first statement and you can tell me whether it's true or false. Okay, so the first statement uh, is that 91% of companies with 10 or more employees use a CRM. True. Super. Yes, that is right. And you know, size is never a fact with Zoho because we we do cater to, you know, even a one person army with, you know, the most advanced feature sets. So it could be someone who's working with sophisticated data and they could still get access, you know, to uh, Zoho CRM and we'll deliver. And if not, if someone's still a little, you know, scared about using CRM, you have uh, our newest solution that's called Begin. So uh, it's it's you know uh, hand holding someone into a CRM. So that's that for statement one. So yeah. and, and if I could make this 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 a plug because this 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 affected me big time. Remember I had that marketing automation uh, 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 platform I was in yeah. for about a year. Yeah. I was terrified. I was actually working in that and Zoho and Zoho and was terrified right. to move my things things over until Zoho right. came out with a great beta product called Data Prep that made it uh -huh. within one weekend within a single weekend i was able to move all of my data from right. one mm -hmm. uh, platform completely mm -hmm. over to uh, a crm by my by myself yeah. and data prep made it super yeah. easy super simple so exactly a weekend a and you know usually other other, other solutions take weeks other yes. solutions usually take weeks and a weekend is and, huge and god forbid <laughs> if you have to if you have to hire somebody it's going to cost you thousands absolutely and i did it in a weekend and it was free i mean because it comes with, with a zoho one it's a part of zoho one so mm -hmm. thank you for that right super super glad to hear that so statement two is that uh the sales feature is preferred over ease of use when it comes to a crm false 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 false, false. Absolutely, because our episode was all about that. <laughs> how yep. how important yep. is ease of use? Yes, I mean, 65% of customers consider ease of use as the most important feature. I feel that number is pretty low. I'm sure about at least 85% consider ease of use is important, or rather it's a kind of late realization that maybe I got a good deal on the CRM, but oh my God, I can't use it, right? And even mm -hmm. if you probably have, uh, I mean, you consider that a reasonable price, but you've spent the money and you're not able to use it and, you know, it's still a loss. So ease of use all the way when it comes to CRM. So uh, we have statement three, which anyway, you know the answer to, because it's going to be true, uh, which mm -hmm. is customer retention efforts increase profits by 40%. And yeah, you can tell us more about that. Like, you know, do you uh, obviously resell to uh, your existing base and how do you do that? What are, what are some of the activities that you carry out? 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and again, to um, to the to the comment earlier, as far as with uh, Canvas, with having the conditional rules, to where, you know, I I you know I just to stay top of mind, I have to have updated you know a, a data, you know. So mm -hmm. because I market to real estate agents, sometimes a real estate agent may not be with a particular company for the entirety. They may move in about a year and a half. So I have in my Canvas in my Canvas builder a field to where if that if that um if the address hasn't been updated within i think it's like within a year it turns red so it tells me hey go out to google go onto a public platform make sure that they're still at this address they're still with this brokerage at the email that all this data is still valid you know and of right. course you know um zoho crm has uh already in it uh data enrichment which i found out about uh, in 2019 at crm plus in miami with ganesh and manu okay. which really blew me away so you can you know enrich your data you know with just a simple click in there so um yeah that's very important having updated you know uh information and data you know in the crm so System, i can stay yeah. top of mind and i can continue to get my messaging out there Great. So happy to hear that, Chris. And you definitely did win this game hands down. <laughs> You've been like, I, I, I think you informed us a lot more than the facts that we <laughs> we had in mind. So, I mean, thank you for being so inspirational. Actually, this was this is super inspiring uh, because, like, you know, having a customer uh, being converted into an advocate is the dream. And you certainly are an advocate for us. And, uh, you know, we, we wish you the best with, you know, your grand plans. Yeah. Well, but you know what? I, I have to give you guys a warning. Okay. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You have me for life. I'm never leaving. I'm never leaving. <laughs> we value that. We value that. Like, I'm, I'm let, never, let this, ever leaving this place, okay? Sorry, yes. <laughs> That's, that's like, oh, what, our, what we as employees also stay. We are retiring and go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm yes. never leaving this place, man. I'm, I'm, I'm having, I'm having too much fun. Zoho has made business fun again. Uh, just, yes. just, just, just. Thank you, thank you. You're... We're, we're so happy about you know the, the unconditional love that you have for the company. Percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you so much, Chris. We had such a wonderful time. Thank you so much for making the time and joining us for this conversation. My pleasure. Hey, you guys enjoy the rest <laughs> of your day, okay? We hope you've enjoyed our episode with Chris Kiadi, founder of Atlanta Fresh Start. Be sure to read up more about Chris's professional journey and his business through the link mentioned in the description box below. Follow us on Twitter at Zoho CRM to get the latest updates on the show. Send in your thoughts and queries to the email ID stated in the description box. Tune in next month for another exciting episode. I'm your host Cassie and you're listening to the Zoho CRM Podcast.